0: coming up now and established in the faith. The stony ground was opened up just enough to receive the seed, and the seed gets in there and germinates, and the roots go out, but they can't go down deep because there's a rock down in there. There's a rock of sin down in there that's blocking the Word from penetrating and going down deep into your soul. Hello neighbor and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to Establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it will be a blessing to you. Turn with me, please, in your Bibles tonight to the Gospel according to Saint Matthew. Matthew chapter thirteen, beginning with verse three. Matthew chapter 13 we're going to pick it up in verse 3 and he spake many things unto them in parables saying behold a sower went forth to sow and when he sowed some seeds fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up they were scorched, and because they had no root they withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But other fell into the good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirty who hath ears to hear let him hear in this parable of the sower jesus identifies four types of soul we see the wayside area the stony ground the thorny ground and the good ground that brings forth fruit Now, each of these areas identify certain attitudes, certain hindrances, certain obstacles that are in the field of the human heart. And if the field is going to bring forth anything at all that's good, the field has to be tended to. And if there's going to be a revival among God's people, We're going to have to get back to tending the field of our hearts. So tonight, we just want to take a look at the subject of examining our own hearts. Examining our own hearts. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person that has gathered here tonight. I thank you for every person that is tuned in by radio, the internet, however way they may be receiving this message, Lord, I just ask that you will move upon the hearts of your people. Lord, if I say things, then the words will fall to the ground. But Lord, if your anointing be in it, then Lord, much will be accomplished and done. Lord, I ask you to help me to put down the gospel plow tonight. Lord, put the weight behind it. Let the anointing be behind it. Lord, let it sink down deep into the hearts of your people. May the hard ground be broken up. Lord, may it go down deep and pull up things, Lord, that we didn't even realize was there. Lord, may you identify the thorns and the things that are choking the more abundant life out of us. Anoint me tonight to preach as you anoint your people to hear and receive of your word. And we're careful to give you praise and glory. And everyone said amen Amen. and amen. Jesus began this parable by saying that the sower went forth to sow. The sower is the preacher of the word of God. And the seed that he is sowing is... The word of God. That is God's way. It's always been God's way. But let me submit to you tonight. It makes no difference how called of God the preacher may be. It makes no difference the desire that God has placed in his heart to preach his word. If the church don't get in behind him. And support him. And send the preacher. Then the seed will not go out. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you tonight. It is a group effort. Jesus said the sower went forth to sow. How shall they hear without a preacher? The word must go forth. And let me tell you this. The sad thing about. This parable that Jesus told. Three quarters of the seed that is sown is wasted. Only a quarter of it lands on good ground. And even then, only a tiny portion, a third of that only brings forth a hundredfold. When you look at the numbers, it's very discouraging. And Satan takes full advantage of that, and he tries to discourage the preacher. Friend, church member, if you can't do anything else for the work of God, pray for your preacher. Pray for those, the sowers that go forth with the seed. They come under attack of the enemy, unlike anybody else. All right, let's take a look at this first section of ground that Jesus mentioned. Jesus said that some of the seed fell by the wayside. The wayside area was a high traffic area. It was an area where the equipment would be brought out to the field. Heavy equipment would sit there. The the horses, the mules, the oxen would be bringing wagons out to the field and they would load them up with corn or wheat or whatever the case and those wagons would get very heavy and then they would take it off to the barn and you can imagine this traffic, this heavy equipment constantly moving over the same area day in and day out, the ground gets hard, it gets gets crusted over, it gets rutted out the wayside area, high traffic area. And Jesus said some of that seed fell by the wayside. Now, if you will look down in verse 19, Jesus tells us what that is. And I'm going to paraphrase this. He said, those who received seed by the wayside are those who hear the word of the kingdom and understand it not. Now, that doesn't mean that A person doesn't have the ability to understand what is said. That ain't what it means. It simply means that they don't want to understand. Because their heart is hardened, see. A lot of people, their hearts are hardened because of unbelief. How many out here in this world, their heart is hardened today. They've not opened up themselves to the Word of God. They've not opened up their hearts. Oh, if you explain it, they can understand it with their minds. And, you know, Jesus is a historical fact. He was a man that actually lived 2,000 years ago, and he died on a cross. And, and, And yes, I understand all of that. See, the gospel is not hard to understand. The gospel is very simple. It's very simple. Man is a sinner. And the wages of sin is death. And God came into this world and took upon Himself sinful flesh, the likeness of sinful flesh, lived a perfect life, a life that you and I could not live. And then Jesus Christ went to a cross and shed His life's blood for you and I that we might have eternal life. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God help us today. We've got more radio stations today that call themselves Christian. We've got more television stations today that call themselves Christian. But very little gospel is going forth across this nation today. A lot of what you hear today is prosperity gospel. And Jesus said it was the deceit of riches that choke the word. Most of what you hear today is psychology. Relational and motivational psychology. How to be a better you. Friend, let me tell you, you can't be a better you until you go to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ comes into your life and the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you and He changes you down on the inside. The gospel. It is the only seed that when it gets in your heart, it germinates and brings forth life. A lot of people are going to miss it. They're going to miss it. They got a head knowledge. It's on the surface. But it don't get down in the heart and bring about the change that needs to be brought about. The wayside. Hold on, Christian, I'm coming to you. Those of you by radio, you Christians, I'm coming to you. Hold on. Don't just think the wayside area is just for the unsaved out here. Because let me tell you, when God the Holy Ghost comes into your heart and life, you ain't perfect. Now, I know some of y'all, you think you're all that. Some of you by radio, you're so good, you don't even have to put on underarm deodorant. You ain't all that. And God the Holy Ghost, if He's down in your heart, He's going to point out some things. He's going to show you some things. He's going to show you that you ain't all that. And see, when He shows you something, and He says, hey, that right there needs to go. You need to get rid of that right there, whatever it may be. You need a little more of this right here. And you buck up against and you say, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You've just hardened your heart to the Word of God. You have hardened your heart to the Holy Spirit of God. And when you do that, it opens up the door for the devil, Satan. And what did Jesus say when the seed fell by the wayside? Satan, the enemy, comes immediately to take it away. i got to hurry. That clock's gone crazy. All right. Let's look at the stony ground. Jesus gave us the meaning of that. If you look down in verse 20. He that received the seed in the stony places. The stony ground is that area of the field where there's a lot of rocks. Let me just cut right on down to where it's at. There ain't a person in this place. There ain't a person under the sound of my voice right now that you ain't got some stones down in your heart. They ain't a field in this world that ain't got some stones down in there. Some rocks. Stones. You see, the stony ground was opened up just enough to receive the seed, and the seed gets in there and germinates, and the roots go out, but they can't go down deep because there's a rock down in there. There's a rock of sin down in there that's, that's blocking the Word from penetrating and going down deep into your soul. Maybe it's a, a rock of nicotine. or Maybe it's a rock of alcohol. Maybe it's a rock of drug use. Maybe it's a rock of pornography. Maybe it's a rock of gossip. Oh, a preacher preached on this one time and said, you need to bring your sins to the altar and leave them here. And a woman went up there and said, preacher, I need to lay my tongue at the altar. He said, darling, this altar ain't big enough. Good grace and mercy. The most talked about thing at lunchtime every Sunday is the preacher. You cut him up and you spit him out like he ain't nothing. Gossip. Some of you Christians need to watch your mouth. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Sins of the flesh. Rocks that are down in your heart that keeps the Word from, from penetrating. Maybe it's a hobby rock. Maybe it's that hobby that you're all into, that car that you're fixing up, that house that you're working on. Maybe it's that deer stand, sir, that you're spending too much time in. Maybe it's that fishing pole that you're holding more than you are the Word of God. Hobbies, stones, hindrances, obstacles that are in the way, that are keeping that root from going down where it needs to go. Maybe it's a rock of apathy. You just don't come to church like, like you ought to. You just don't have that desire to come to church. You'd rather lay in the bed and sleep on Sunday morning than come to Sunday school and church. You know as well as I do today, some folks that could be here tonight for revival, but instead they're at home sitting in the chair asleep. There ain't nothing wrong with them. Some of you going to church right now, them folks could have been there today. But no, they, they are all doing other things. Other things are more important than, than God's work. Watching that TV is more important than reading God's Word. A spirit of apathy, a rock, a stone of apathy is down in there. It needs to be dealt with. But whatever your stone is, and I'm preaching to myself tonight now, okay? Whatever that stone is, whatever that rock is, that rock of sin that's in your life, they ain't a stone too big that the cross of Christ can't dig it up and get rid of it. Those rocks can be a test of your faith. But if you will keep your faith anchored in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ and let the Holy Ghost have His way, He'll come in there with that Holy Ghost back backhoe one day and dig that thing up and remove it as far as east is from the west. If you have faith, the grain of a mustard seed, you will say to yonder mountain, Be thou cast into the sea, and it will be removed. Those rocks can be a test of your faith. All right. It's going to get a little thorny now. When I was a little boy, my grandmama gave me a weed eater and said, I want you to weed eat around the house here. And I got round over there where old Cactus was at. And that String got up in that cactus, boy, and it throwed them thorny things all over me. Ooh! That thing did evermore eat me up. Thorn. Thorns in the flesh. Let's look at it. Verse 22. He that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. There are two things here that Jesus listed as thorns. The cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches. Both of these have to do with your focus. What are you focused on? Are you focused on the problems of this life? Has has the thorn of bills piled up to such an extent that you're just consumed with how you're going to pay for it? Have you got a knot on your side or a spot on your head or your toe or cheek or something and you don't know what it is but you know it ain't right and you're just concerned about that thing. You're just so consumed by it and you're scared to go to the doctor because you know it's going to be something bad. Is there a pain in your body and, and the doctors have done this test and that test and they can't find out what it is and you're just consumed by it? Your every waking minute, that's all that's on your mind. You can't think about anything else. Have you gone to the mailbox and found out that that the IRS wants to do a research on you and take you all the way back to the Civil War era? Amen. Now let me tell you something. All these other things are thorns and they can consume you. But you get a letter from the IRS, buddy, and they're wanting to come and audit you. Things that can consume your mind and you lose focus off the things of God onto this over here. And it makes no difference what this over here is. You just allow it to consume you. Where is your focus? Is your focus on things in this world or is your focus on the things of God? See? And then Jesus mentioned the deceitfulness of riches. You see, everybody thinks that, oh, Brother James, if I just had more money. Brother James, if I had more money, that'll solve all my problems. No, it won't. The truth is, if you had more money, you'd be in more trouble than you are right now. Because you'll go out and you'll buy that boat, you'll buy that camper, or you'll go down to the beach and you'll buy that house, and you'll become one of the CEOs of the church. Christmas and Easter only. There are some people, and you know it as well as I do, there are some people that don't come to this church no more because they got blessed. And they took the blessings of God for the approval of God, and you don't see them in the church no more. They're off at the beach, or they're up in the mountains somewhere, or tending in that house, or working all the time trying to pay for something that they don't need. Oh, good grace and mercy, I've run out of time. But let me tell you something here tonight, folks. Christmas time is right around the corner. And if you put more money under that Christmas tree than you do in that offering plate in a year's time, you need to repent. You've got your focus on worldly things instead of godly things. That is a thorn that has got a hold of your pocketbook. And it is choking the more abundant life out of you that God, that Jesus died and paid such a price for us to have. And then Jesus talked about the good ground. The good ground. Honestly, tonight. How many of us can look in that spiritual mirror, you look at the field of your heart, and you can honestly say that you are good ground, that you are fertile ground? There may be some here tonight, I'm pretty sure there's some listening by radio. Let me ask you this. What are you bringing forth? Thank God for the 30-fold. Thank God for the 60. But let me tell you, you can move from the wayside to the stony ground and, 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 and let that herod, the Holy Ghost, go across your field and bring those stones to the surface and you, you can get rid of the stones and God can deal with you about the thorns that are in your life and you can become good ground. But what are you bringing forth as a Christian? Are you a 30-fold? Are you a 60? Are you a 100-fold? that's entirely between you and God tonight but if there's going to be a true revival and God knows we need revival folks I didn't bring it with me I didn't bring it in that suitcase and I didn't bring it in my pocket but there's not going to be a revival until we start tending to the fields of our hearts and being honest with what God has brought to the surface Program today has been a blessing to you, and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message? Just give us a call or text us at two five two two nine nine.